From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 238. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Squarespace, and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Happy New Year to you, Brad Dowdy. Happy New Year's, Mr. Hurley. How are, how was your New Year's? How was your Christmas? We haven't talked since uh, right before the holidays uh, kicked off, and uh, I know we were both busy over the holidays, and hope every, all of our listeners had awesome holidays. And uh, how was yours? Christmas was really nice. It was a nice family affair, and then uh, for New Year's, I traveled out to U- the U.S., uh, where I got to surprise some friends um, when I showed up at a New Year's party that people didn't know I was appearing at. <laughs> Where was it at? I, I, I don't even know this story. So uh, we went to New York, um, mm-hmm. me and Adina, where we stayed with the Arments for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we drove down to Virginia to mm-hmm. join um, the Arments and the Underscores, who knew mm-hmm. we were coming, to mm-hmm. surprise the Syracuses and the Lisses who didn't know <laughs> that we were coming. Uh, we've been planning this for a couple of months. And uh, yeah, I got to uh, to surprise them. Um, and Casey's head exploded, which was <laughs> the whole point of the surprise. Oh, my gosh. So, so I guess uh, I need to listen to that episode of Analog. I saw there was a very special yep. edition of Analog. It was that's it, what it in is. In relation to... Nice. So by this weekend, there will be um, an episode of Analog where me and Casey talk about the trip and also uh, a vlog episode. We recorded the moment where I surprised them. Oh, my gosh. So That's too funny. Yeah. People should go and check it out. Cause, uh, you did a good job keeping fun. that secret. I didn't even know that one. Yeah, it was one of those things where I told very few people because the more people that knew, the more chance of it's like a slip up. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, for sure. I actually didn't. Sure. I thought I might have told you. I don't even remember who I told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you told a lot of people something on our last episode, didn't you? Uh, yeah, you know, I was <laughs> really worried. You? I was really worried, right? Like as mm-hmm. the after the episode, I was saying to you, I was like, "Oh, did I make a mistake here? Like, should I have not said this? It is the entire pen addict audience going to turn against me when I <laughs> when I unload my confessions because uh, I played the game well and you uh, didn't play the game well. You know, well, you no, said, I just live a pure life. Fine. No, I just mm-hmm. live a pure life, Michael. Yeah, no, no pen secrets over there. Mm-mm. I bet and. Um, I have to say, like, there were a few people that that said to me that I should uh, I should hang up my microphone. <laughs> but mostly, um, the the feedback that we got were people siding with me. Mm-hmm. So Pontus, well, our th- friend Pontus. You, yeah, you, I'm, you I'm gonna I want to say I want to say siding with you is not entirely accurate. Okay, um, sympathizing. Feeling your pain, sympathizing, I think yeah. is the right term, yes. <laughs> so Pontus wrote in, Pontus, our friend who traveled He's wonderful. from uh, the lands of Pontus Europe. And, Pontus over, and Julia. Over to uh, the Atlanta Pen Show last year. Said, uh, thanks for the not cleaning fountain pens confession. It made me feel better about my habits. But that Shivora explosion, explosion, people are unhappy <laughs> about that. Uh, Leslie said that she also has a leaked fountain pen in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> and that's kind of alone. amazing. <laughs> but it wasn't Emerald or Shivor. Um, and Eric said that he was sad to say that he was happy to hear about my pen misuse because it was something that he could relate to. Yeah. So I feel bad. I feel better. I mean, I mean, I, and I don't disagree that this is a thing. Like, this is not like way abnormal. It's just kind of insane. And like some, some of us have those super OCD tendencies, you know, and that's the kind of thing that freaks us out, you know, like me. So, but, uh, you know, other people, it's, um, you know, part of their routine is no routine. And that's cool too. It's wrong, but it's cool. So I have decided to, some follow, I have some follow-up for you, Brad. Mm. I decided to satiate the audience and I have provided <laughs> a photo of the explosion still in its Ziploc bag. Okay, I got to look at this. I haven't seen this yet. So I took this photo today. Wow, yeah, that's legit. Uh, explosion you should you should clean that um not because you should clean that but because that's a completely kick butt pen yeah uh, you know i you you know i obviously love the 20 mm-hmm. which is what the pen addict pen is and yours with the clear and the smoke finial it's just an awesome pen you should just clean it because it should be in your rotation that's why so maybe you should check that second link oh look at you get out I took the. I got it out to take the picture today, and I was uh-huh. looking at it, and I thought to myself, "I should just clean this pen." Yeah. So I did, and I filled it with uh, Califolio Andronople. I have some important follow up. 
-hmm. it was not Emerald of Shivor in there. Whoa. I thought it was, but it wasn't. It was Konpeki. Okay. So it came out pretty easy. There is some blue in, like, just basically, it's, it's like baked in. Uh, well, I can't get it so out. the innards of the ice models mm-hmm. are not smooth. No, and so, so there's some there's... of it in the ends uh, that was yep. basically impossible to get out. But yep. as you'll see, uh, it was very difficult for me to fill this pen. As you will see from the image, I, I took a picture of it in my hands. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I cannot find my pipettes. I cannot okay. find them. I don't know where they are. So I had to fill it using a converter. So I used the converter to gotcha. draw the ink out and then drop the ink in. It was uh, it was messy. Now the, I am in the uh, the terrible situation right now where the the ink is not coming out the way that it should be. So it's sure. basically like a dark purple right now, where it's mm-hmm. still kind of drawing out the blue. Um, but I've cleaned up the the Franklin Kristoff and I have treated it to my favorite ink right now. Yeah. Um, and it's sitting here on my desk, and I'm going to keep using it until it's it's shining a beautiful pink. Uh, Califolio Andronopoulos. So I have already achieved my first resolution of the year. I have <laughs> fixed the problem. It is not as bad as we thought it was. Um, and I'm ready to push forward now with this pen in usage. Because I have a um, a uh, f- a uh, Masayama Italic yeah. on this. And it's a really interesting pen to use. I mean, I have pens that feel a lot nicer to use because the, the italic uh, grind makes it a little sharp for me in places, like a little scratchy. And I think that's just my left-handedness. Because mm-hmm. um, ha- I've even had this pen tuned by Masuyama himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still just got that little scratch in places for me. But it, prov- sure. it, it produces some very interesting effects. Speaking of which, um, whilst I was in New York... Um, I got to to sit down and take a look at Tiff's collection, who is quite possibly the, as I said before, the fastest pen addict that I've ever come <laughs> right. across. Because she has amassed this collection within a year, which is quite incredible. Like she has Nakayas now, and she has mm. some beautiful things in her collection, including um, a, a pen which had a Joe feud nib on it. Fude, Fude, Fude yeah. nib. Mm. Wow. Yeah, those are cool. Like, I couldn't write with that normally, but it's a wild nib. It's like bent, right? Yeah. It's basically bent. bent. Um, And then you can do a bunch of really interesting things with it. Um, I need to get one because I was kind of blown away by them. So uh, I had a lot of fun playing with that. Yeah, it's meant to mimic like a a brush pen where you can have wide all the way down to like a finer tip if you get it real vertical on on the tip of that nib. So it's really, really cool. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm planning on getting one of those. Uh, I need to work out what pen I want to put it in, and then work out whether I need like a size five or a size six. Okay. Um, because I can never remember uh, the difference. I know it's like mm. a, it's the size of the pen means the size of the nib, like the five and six. I well, know that from the Franklin Christoph stuff. Well, right? yeah, not necessarily, but generally, I mean, it's the size of the the five is a smaller nib, mm-hmm. and the six is a little the little bit larger nib. Like if you're looking at the Franklin Christoph stuff. So do I need to get different ones so like, for different pens, or is it just a choice yeah. thing? I think, yeah. No, yeah. Like your your 20 uses a size 6 nib. All right. But if you had one of the pocket pens, like the pocket ices or whatever, they use a size 5. You know what? Maybe I should just, I should tr- I should further treat mm-hmm. this Franklin Kristoff, which has been abused for so long, mm-hmm. and buy it the, the few day nib. What yeah, do you think do about that? Nice. Yeah, do something nice for it. Yeah, dress it up real nice, you know? Yeah. Make it feel good yeah. about itself again. Yeah. It's had a terrible time. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to do that. I'm doing it right now. I'm buying a three-day nib. Um, It will be here within a month, which is awesome, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I'm buying one of those right now um, from fpnibs.com. Yes. And so I have a size six few-day nib, and then when it arrives, I will be able to to dress my Franklin Franklin Christoph up all nice, um, make it feel good about itself, put like some new clothes on it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No one puts your Franklin Christoph in the corner. Yes, yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, give it something nice. So how was, um, is Tiffany enjoying her new Nakaya? I believe so. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of uh, treated very nicely in its little bed you know like yeah. in, in a nice little cabinet and stuff and hilarious it's only made me want one more because mm-hmm. just holding one for a longer period of time she has the one with the feathers on it um, right and like the fact that you can feel the feathers right with the way that they've painted it on um 
it's kind of incredible. Uh, and I, I really, really badly want one. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit later on in the show about how I'm starting that process. Right. Because I am starting the process. I like it. I like where this is headed. All right. So next up today, uh, Thomas, our good friend, Mr. Thomas Hall, he s- suggested that there is only one blue-black ink worth considering, which is Pilot mm. Blue-Black. And he's mm. provided a link to a review that he wrote. And I want to know your opinion on this. Well, I mentioned it in the show. Right. So talking about last week's Confessions episode and all the feedback we got, this is one of those episodes, I I think I've seen the most, this was the best episode ever feedback. I think just because it was like, it ended up coming out really genuine, which I mean, obviously it was, but it came out that way. It was really natural and funny and hilarious. I've actually listened to this episode twice, once because I was driving and I just wanted to listen to it and I put it in my headphones. And the second time, because my daughter Elizabeth heard me laughing so hard, she wanted to listen to it. She said she wanted to listen to the whole thing. So we listened to it. I listened to it twice. Um, and it was literally hilarious. Yeah. Um, when episode. I listened back to some parts whilst editing, I was laughing a lot. <laughs> so I mentioned two blue blacks. I mentioned Shinkai, one, because that's my favorite. And it goes along with the Oroshizuku inks that you have, Konpeki, Fuyugaki. You just know they're good inks, good quality. And then I also, the second one I mentioned was Pilot Blue Black. That ink is awesome. It goes in anything. Um, it cleans really well, behaves very well. It actually has some permanence to it, um, which is kind of an off-label feature that it, it doesn't necessarily promote. But um, it's, I won't say it's like bulletproof, but it, uh, it does have, definitely has some waterproofness. It When Thomas was teaching me about fountain pens, I had to order a bottle. Well, didn't have to. I ordered a bottle because that's the only ink he wanted used in his pens because he knows exactly how it's going to behave after just years and years of testing. And it's a wonderful, wonderful ink. I mean, it looks beautiful. I use Pilot Blue Black. I probably use it more than Shinkai. If I had to pick only one, I'd pick Shinkai. I use Pilot Blue Black more, if that makes sense, just Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's cheaper. It comes in cartridges, which I throw in my vanishing points, you know, all these things like that. So yeah, it's, absolutely awesome and it's one of those inks that probably everyone should just have a bottle of because it's really inexpensive all things considered yeah i'll get maybe i'll check this one out i haven't made my full blue black decision yet mm-hmm. it's got some cool shading um it you just, know what i think i think i might wait ink. for this until i am at a pen show and i can just use them and see like so i can just choose the one that i think works sure. nicest for me right so i can actually see how they look yeah yep now, our spiritual third co-host mm-hmm. of the show, Anna Reinert, provided to us her confessions and resolutions after hearing the last episode, mm-hmm. um, and she has permitted for us to read them on the show today. Yes. So, we have seven confessions here. So, number one, I am the most lax pen cleaner, too. I started a little club here, Brad, I think. Oh, it's, um, I mean, you could just call it Cherry Pickers Anonymous, because that's that's what this is. You want to find me some other feedback? You go, you go right ahead, buddy. <laughs> I don't know, I can't get on to say. I leave them to sit for months until half of them are dried out, and then I finally clean them out all at once. And it's an epic day-long process, so I side with Mike here too. I don't believe in the whole ink is going to damage pens thing. I have enough old fountain pens across the old ink that I've saved that I don't think new modern ink will cause much harm to if it sits for a year. Yeah, so sit down, Brad. Uh, Anna also doesn't like the pen type A or B. <laughs> Slides with me. <laughs> that I can understand. And this is one that I don't fully understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in this one too. <laughs> I I have a stinky Franklin Christoph from the Dallas show that sat empty on a windowsill since the show. I'm hoping it will stop stinking soon. Is it ink? Do you reckon ink's the problem here? What makes a pen stinky? I don't know if it's ink or the material, but, you know, you can get some of those uh, ebonite or celluloid materials that really smell. Like, I've got some Edison pens where the barrel will smell, you know. I love that smell, though. Yeah, and it's fine. And I don't know, I haven't had a Franklin Kristoff in any kind of material that would smell like that, so I don't know what she's referring to. Um, it's pretty funny. Stinklin. <laughs> I, we I really call enjoy- it the Stinklin. The Stinklin Kristoff. Yeah, Stinklin Kristoff. Um, I... You know, we're going to need to, next time we have her on, we're going to have to get a report on uh, on this pen. So, uh, hold that thought, Anna, and uh, share that with us next time you come on. 
I have a ridiculous amount of field notes too and even more other notebooks and sketchbooks. My goal is to try and use the ones I have this year and try not to buy any more. So I'm with you both here. Good luck is what I say on that one. So hold that thought right there. Okay. Um, we were going to do some Ask TPA if we had time later in the show. I have a good use for field notes right here in one of my Ask TPA letters. What, uh, let's see who wrote this. Serena wrote this. Mm-hmm. And it was just an envelope. I pulled out one sheet of folded paper. Do you know what that one sheet of folded paper was? It was a pulled out sheet from a field notes notebook. So she took like one, like unstapled, like the middle, pulled one sheet out, you know, so it's got the left and the right side, folded it in half like it was in the book, wrote the letter and stuck it in an envelope. That's a fantastic idea. Just for letter writers. That's really good. So um, she used Sweet Tooth. Um, which is one we all want to get rid of. So that's uh, a good use, use case for your sweet tooth, Franklin. I mean, <laughs> field notes. You can just, uh, you know, unstaple them, pull out a page, and uh, or have a stack of pages there, and there's your letter writing stock. So anyway. And uh, number five. So we have the number five confession from Anahishal Confessions. I have more pencils and colored <laughs> pencils than you could possibly imagine. I, I've seen pictures, and she does. <laughs> this is the truth. Similar vein, number six, I have too much ink. I gave away hundreds of sample vials last year, and I have acquired more this year and gave away this year. <laughs> so she keeps yeah. acquiring more than she's given away. This was a recurring theme in a lot of the response on this show. A lot of us have ink and paper problems. Like, I, it was funny. You know, some of the some people had pen problems, and they were along the lines of write less, with, write more with what I have, buy mm. less. You know, that's great. The specific ones were around ink and paper. And uh, we all have an ink and paper problem. And finally, I will never own a Visconti Homo Sapien. I just don't know what the big deal is. I've never liked the Visconti's clip, like me, and the locking mechanism is odd. Um, I like the lava finish on the road trains, but the Visconti, bleh. Yeah, so I'm never going to say never. Um, because, you know, if someone, if for some reason she came across a London Fog Homo Sapiens, which is, you know, if she's not into the lava homo sapiens i can see that they do some other homo sapiens like london fog yeah that's hard to stay away from but i will agree with her that while it has been on my shopping list on the past i have kind of soured on it just because the nibs are super wet just like um pelicans i know it's like super super wet nibs are difficult for me and i can always get it adjusted but it's just like you know kind of want a little more from the oh nib my God, i the think london fog is so expensive yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like $1,000. No. Well, that's what yeah, I'm, looking, I think, I'm looking at your review and it says 995 but I guess you can get well, it cheaper now. Oh, yeah, Susan's, well, this is Susan's review, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So only like six or $700. Oh, no big, it's nothing. No big. Psh, nothing. I'll get one. I'll get four. No. Yeah. Uh, and these are Anna's resolutions. And you can kind of, you can guess where these are going. Unload some ink and maybe some pens. Mm-hmm. Use up some notebooks and sketchbooks and spread more pen, pencil, ink, and paper love. Yes, we can all we can all do better spreading the love. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it a lot. We have a wonderful community that um, really s- spreads it, and um, I can do a better job at that too. No doubt. Positivity, man. That's where it's at. So thank you, Anna, for sharing um, sharing your confessions with us, making me feel better, um, and for commiserating with us all with your resolutions. Mm-hmm. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at the Penn Chalet. Oh, Penn Chalet, we love thee. You know all about Penn Chalet. Brad, do you know all about Penn Chalet? I know all about Penn Chalet. You know all about Penn Chalet, so you will know that they sell all of the rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils that you want from all of the brands that you love. They have fast and reliable customer service, tons of great discounts all the time, free shipping on orders of over $50 in the US, and they also sell internationally with great shipping rates. Pen Chalet offers low prices on high-quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now, as always, if you want to buy any pen, any pen that you're looking for in the world, you should go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PenAddict. It's a secret password just for PenAddict listeners. That is where you will find a bunch of offers, which I'll get to in a minute. 
but also the code that you need for that week to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. So if there's a pen that you've got your eye on, go see if Pen Chalet has it first, because if they do, you can always get 10% off. So it's good for you, and it's good for us because it helps support the show. It also helps support Ron at Pen Chalet, who is the nicest person ever. Now, we have a plethora of deals this week. Do you want to log in and see them? But there was one that really caught my eye, which was the... Uh, what's, what's funny? What's happening over there? <laughs> I'm trying to order this before I say what it is. Okay, you carry on going because uh, I'll talk about what is uh, what, what I like the look of, which is the Diamine uh, Shimmering Fountain Pen inks. Yeah, so I have. There's a new batch of them. I didn't review any of the other ones, but I know um, Susan did, and I think Jeff did for the blog. There's a new one, Mike called. I want to say Enchanted Ocean that mm-hmm. I am actually intrigued by. I got a Christmas letter with that ink um i've seen samples of that ink it just looks kind of fantastic so um that's one on my radar and there's a bunch of new colors so the one that the pencil is offering is a a, a one that intrigues me greatly is caramel sparkle yeah yeah i think that was uh one that i i really like that color of too so i recommend picking that up because you can get it after the sale price and the coupon for twelve dollars and sixty cents so That's if you're ridiculous. just looking to see what these inks look like this is a great way to try it for a, a bargain price um, and there's a bunch of other things on there what were you running to order <laughs> so i didn't know sailor made pen cases uh-huh. um not only do they make pen cases they make orange, pen orange cases. One. do you think he just did this for me and you i'm thinking he might have done I'm guessing um, that he did, and I like I didn't even know this was a thing that existed. So I'm I'm pretty jacked on it, and I'm totally ordering it, um, literally as we speak, um, on this. And uh, yeah, so it's like I'm just gonna do it. Like this that is was, a one hundred forty dollar pen case, which you can get for fifty six dollars and seventy cents. Mm-hmm. He also yep. has field notes. On discount, the current field notes on discount. He always does that. Which is yeah. incredible. Uh, and just so much more great stuff. So you want to go and check all of that stuff out at penchalet.com. Uh, thank you so much to Penchalet for their support of this show on Relay FM. I don't know how Ron does it, but I love yeah. that he does. I don't either. I don't either. So um, I may have just ordered this twice on accident. All we'll right. see. Okay, great. If you have, then I'll take the other one. Okay. Or I'll give it away. To me. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> I don't let a giveaway. There's nothing you can do. You can't right, so let me see me. what else is on here. Okay. All right. We can move on. I, I think I ordered it. I honest to God don't know. Great. I either ordered zero or two. But see, if I come up thing. with one, it it'll be happy. so dangerous to order whilst we're recording. Like when mm. I was ordering that nib, I, have, I honestly have no idea if I ordered it even to my own house. I don't know where it is. Uh, because you're trying to concentrate, but you, there's things you just know you got to buy them. Um, so this, well, I'm kind of, we're kind of we do. doing our job here, um, doing this podcast, Slacking on. um, and we're both just made purchases. Wow. <laughs> we're awful. We are awful people, Mike. Well, you know, this and, is, this is how it goes, right? You know, the people, they say to us that, um, we call cost them so much money, but we do it to ourselves as well. Yeah. All right. Let's see how many cases I work. I have to I have to look before. You got to check. This let's is, see. This is, I got to check. Stuff that people need to know because otherwise it's going to be so, a cliffhanger. So that's you order, order one number. Case? Did you order six There's... cases? Nobody knows. Uh, Could be an infinite amount of cases. You okay. may still be ordered ordering one. cases. Just one. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless more emails come. <laughs> As Tony says in the chat room, don't purchase some podcast. Yes. Gosh. Especially we, this holiday season. We are living proof. Living proof of that. So you so. have started on one of your resolutions. Yeah, and I didn't list this out specifically, but this is something I've wanted to do on and off for years, and I've started and stopped many times because I could never find a way to make it work. But what I always wanted to do is track the pens and paper I use every day. So, you know, on Monday, what pen, paper did I use? What ink was in the fountain pen? If it was a fountain pen, you know, what pencil did I use? Anything like that. And... You know, I have tried to like track it just in a notebook. Well, we know my notebook problems. Well, that ends up being not the one notebook that I use or have the, you know, half of the week in one place, half of the week in another place. Can't ever keep it up and it ends up not working. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use day one. I set up an alert on that to remind me every night at 8 p.m. 
to write down what pens and ink I use. And then I set it up. You can set it up. I don't know. Do they call it a script? It's not really a script, but so I can set that notification up to where I click that notification and it fills out a new entry with the prompts that I've typed within that entry. So it's like, I just have to fill in the blanks essentially. So like it says, today's pens, today's paper, today's ink and notes. So like yesterday, I used the Palomino HB pencil and the Y Studio fountain pen. The paper I used were knock, na- knock dot dash note cards and knock A5 notebook, which we just picked up from the printer yesterday. The ink in my fountain pen is Athena blue black. And the notes I had pencil used at knock and the Y Studio at home. So these are the kind of things I want to track. Like I had a day on January the 2nd where I put today's pens, none. And then I put in notes. I was traveling all day. I just didn't have the opportunity. So this is something I've always wanted to do. I've attempted it with the actual papers and pens that ends up getting lost in the shuffle. So I'm going to try this digitally. Um, I like it so far. We'll see if I keep it up. If I miss a day, that's okay. But um, I like having the prompt with the you know, headers already filled out, if you will. So I think it's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm happy with my solution so far. And how are you like making yourself do this? Do you have like a reminder set for you to go yeah. in and check it? Yeah, that's why I said uh, like at 8 p.m. every night, it sends me a notification. Day one sends me the notification. Yeah, yeah. A reminder. So it just sends that to me. And when I hit that notification, it takes me to a new entry with these prompts already filled out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. That is pretty cool. Let me see what the, I forget what the setting is called in the actual app itself. It might be called scripts, but you can basically preload an entry, um, if you will, to say, or entry prompts. So you know what, um, you know, what you want to type or anything Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. Template. They have a template. So you can add the reminder for the day, date, and time, and then you can tell it to, Go ahead and tag it. So I have it tagged pins. Um, it's going into a specific journal, which is the 2017 pin log. And then the template it uses, which is what I created in day one, is called Today's Pins. And it just lists out all the headers that I want to fill out every day. So that is pretty something, I'm, something I'm trying out. So we'll see. You know, I've generally failed at these type of things, which is why, yeah. you know, I don't also don't always call them resolutions. But we'll see how long I, I can keep this going. I would like to do this. So we'll see. Yes, there are addresses showing at the bottom of each entry. So, you know, there's my home address for everyone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we can take that off. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that's not in the in the show notes. <laughs> I think everyone in here probably has it already. So, sorry, everybody. Um, Thanks, Dougie Doug. Imagine a, uh, a, a an image. It won't be in the it won't be in the show notes. But Brad <laughs> Brad did a good job of painting a word picture for everyone. I, I think I did. I did. So, uh. We'll self-destruct in one hour. (laughs) All right. So over the holidays, did you get any stationary stuff for Christmas? I know you got a drone for Christmas because I did see that picture, which was pretty awesome. Uh, No, I didn't. I didn't get anything. Yeah, I pretty much didn't get anything, um, which is normal. Like, I don't ask that much for... uh, Nobody buys me anything, right? Because mm-hmm. there is a strong chance I've got it, you know. And and uh, it's not really something that I ask for, so. Yeah, so I did get a couple of related things. I did get the Revenge of Analog book by David Sachs. Mm-hmm. And you should all check our friend uh, Harry Marks' interview with David Sachs he did on his Covered podcast. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And I, I'm just a couple of chapters into that. He... The chapter on paper was chapter number two, so I'm already past that one, and it's a chapter on uh, Moleskine. It is very interesting. I won't spoil it yet for those of you who are attempting to get the book. Um, I know it's been sold out in a lot of places, but um, I have lots of things to say about that chapter, but I'll give it a month or so, let everyone get past it, and then uh, I'll I'll finish the book, then maybe we can do a book report. And I've I've talked to David um, you know, about getting him to come on. So we might effort that in the future. He was totally open to doing that. So, uh, yeah, it's really, really good so far. Um, I did get the extra field notes that, um, Draplin released on his site that were part of the Eek, which is the everything else enhancement kit from, uh, the book that he did. Oh, okay. Um, those were, those I, cool I black and orange. That. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, what's in the picture there. Then I, um, 
got a couple other uh, DDC items, hat, uh, patches, socks, and I did get my Blackwing point guards, which let's go ahead and talk about that now. <laughs> you don't mind, we'll, we'll switch that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So last week's episode, I was mentioning that I was reading about them and how they weren't really working very well for people. Um, I got mine in. And I can confirm that they just don't work very well. Like the name of this product should have been just the tip because that's all you can get into these things. Um, it's not it's not a love. It's not a hate thing. It's a I can't recommend this product thing, right? I don't think it really works for what they wanted it to do. They got so much feedback on this that they ended up having to write a blog post to explain their decisions in making this product and they say it's essentially working as intended which if that's the case i can't really recommend this product to anyone um what they've tried to do i think was maybe too extreme like i think they over engineered this if you will this could have been a simpler product that worked better. Instead, it's a more complex product that works poorly. Um, they talk a lot about the tolerances in this, and if you can't, if you're making a product for your products and it doesn't fit those products, why did you do this? Like, I have a very hard time looking at this from a manufacturer's point of view that they pushed forward with this. Because you're only causing questions from your customers when they're relying on you to deliver a product that should work as they anticipate this should work. And what the Blackwing Point Guard does is exactly not that. It does not work how people anticipate that a point guard should work. That's what caused all the problems. Do you so, think they know this? Because yeah, the way that they talk about it in the post, they're kind of like... We made something different, and it's meant to work this way. Like, they're proud no, they, of it. No, they absolutely know it, because they talk about the tolerances in this, and they say you can only get it over the tip, right where the barrel starts from being sharpened. Mm -hmm. And it's tight. It pushes down on the barrel. Um, it modifies the shape of the barrel because it's so tight. Um, it You know, if you put, put in a, a circular item over a hex barrel there's going to be some issues there um mm -hmm. where the products that work well like the the other point protectors um work well they're flexible tin and they have a slit in them so they're adjustable to many different pencil sizes this is a non-adjustable item for they're asking you to place on a product that even on their own products has variants like the blackwing 211 has no lacquer so it's a thinner pencil than the Blackwing 602, which has a lacquered um, barrel. So they're going to fit differently on their own very mm. own products. This is just something it's they've opened themselves up to be challenged every time someone purchases this product thinking it's one thing. And then when they get it, it's not. And this is their answer to that. That's fine. I mean, it's just not and it's a beautiful product. I wish it worked. Well, I wish yeah. it worked better than it did. It just doesn't. And um, Comfortable you know, Shoes in the chat room sums it up perfectly. It says it kind of sounds like, no, no, guys, you're all doing it wrong. We made it right. You just don't know how to use a pencil cap. Yeah. And it does yes. read like that. It's like we tried to do it, and then we found this better way, and this is a better way, and we made it yeah. better way. It, it's really, really just not a good product. Like I would never recommend for anyone to go out and purchase this because it doesn't work as a point protector should work. It just doesn't. Um, I mean, they're, they're dancing around it. I think they, they know like every bit of feedback they're getting on this is the same thing, right? Well, it's, what am I doing wrong? Like, this is a very simple product. There shouldn't be a question of what am I doing wrong with mm -hmm. it, right? You don't create products this simple to ship to people and have them be confused on actually how to use it. So that's the way I see it. So I got them in and it's, it's the truth. They do not work. They, you know, it's just not functional. So it's too bad because it's really pretty. Um, I don't even, I'm not even opposed to the price. I don't know that you could make something like this work. They would have to, this is a redesign from scratch type of thing. 
Like this isn't a, okay, let's widen this. Let's do this. Let's do that with this product. It's a scrap it and start over product. Hmm. So There we go. All right. We're talking about resolutions a little bit earlier on in the show. One of the things that I was talking about was selling some of my field notes. Um, And I'm doing it. I'm putting them on eBay. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Like, I was surprised. Um, You were actually tweeting me out. He's like, hey, I think I'm putting these on eBay. And then I looked and they were all up there. (laughs) Yep. So this isn't everything I've got. Um, I have a bunch of duplicates and some more stuff that I want to get rid of. But this is just stuff that I'm selling right now to go into an Nakaya fund. Uh, So there's a bunch on there. There's some rare ones. Um, I I really have put basically everything up that are duplicates except for the stuff that I really want. Like I kept a selection of byline. I haven't put any of those up at all because they're like a daily use thing for me. I kept Mm. a handful of arts and sciences and a handful of night sky as well because they're my favorite additions. So I've kept those, but everything else I'm down to just like one unopened packet of all of these, including stuff like a DDC factory floor pop-up limited edition, uh, the roastery edition, the Starbucks one, the large one, the arts and sciences size one, which is made of wood. Um, yeah, this is, and and field notes uh, XOXO 2015 as well. So I've got them up there. Now I actually still have some duplicates of these, so I have more that I'm gonna do something else with, and I haven't decided what at this point. But maybe I'll do giveaways or sell them for charity or something. I'm not sure yet. Mm. Uh, just because yeah. I have some extras that I want to get rid of, but they're in there. Uh, I think that there's some deals to be had, honestly, with some of these. So I started the bidding low because I'm not gonna be that guy. Uh, you can go check them out or in the show notes it's over at eBay and I think they ship basically worldwide you can check the countries that it ships to because I'm doing this thing that eBay has which I didn't know about where it will ship worldwide all I need to do is send it to them in the UK and then they take care of the rest which is kind of cool yeah it's kind of cool so you know I'm proud of you just for starting to do this right that's the hardest thing like mm-hmm. me selling a pen it's like okay just actually putting together the details and putting it, it out took there to a do long it. time I'm like yeah it does it takes yeah. forever so that's always like the um the hesitancy um up front so um very cool good on you for doing it and um you know add it to the fund yeah tony says you should have been that guy and then i know like I, I just don't want to i just i really don't want to be the person that puts the field notes up for 50 pounds or whatever it yeah. just yeah it's, it's, it seems silly to me so yeah if you want them go get them because there are some in there that you might not get for the price that they're selling at anywhere mm-hmm. else so go for it yep. how's the mod 3 going um it's not okay <laughs> that's good news so i kept it on my so i loaded it and then i unloaded it with the thought that I'm going to go back and I'm going to like commit to figuring this out. And so I sat down and I kept it at my desk for a few days, tried different things, putting it in and out. And it was just a frustration. Like again, like the Blackwing point guard, I want things to work a certain way. I have expectations and this was not fitting me how I use things. Like it doesn't fit how I use pens and paper and electronic devices to carry them all in this type of device. So I am sending this to Susan, um, who's always wanted the Mod 3, and she's going to review it for the blog and see if she likes it. So she wants to try it. She's like, you know, I see what you're saying about it. You know, I've always eyeballed one. So I'm going to let her do the review on it. So I'm going to ship that out to her this week. But um, I've already, um, you know, raised the white flag. I surrender on the Mod 3. It is not going to work for me at all. I did see a cool case. Father Kyle sent me some pictures of one he's had for years, which is a different model that looked better than the mod three, but I don't think they make that model anymore. So I won't link that in the show notes, but I'm already done. So yeah. That's a shame. No, 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 it's uh, it was valid. It was, it was, uh, for research purposes. Um, I had a theory. Um, my theory is now proven, but you know, it's also just for me. Like, it's a it's a personal thing, right? For yeah. me, it does not work. For other people, it absolutely works. And uh, Susan, I think, will do a better job reviewing it than me. Um, That's fair. So uh, I I'm gonna send it off to her, and uh, we'll get a review of it of it in the next month or two. So look for it then, and then uh, we'll decide what to do with it. Like if uh, I told her if she likes it, it's hers. You know, if she thinks she's gonna use it and commits to it, it's my gift to her. Um, and then we'll see. Um, she may not, and uh, so we'll we'll see. I uh, just got some bids coming. 
<laughs> yeah, push notifications of bids. I put the eBay app on my phone today, uh, and there mm. there are bids coming in on the field notes. That's funny. I was surprised how many bids the workshop got so far. Me too. I think maybe I mean, because not- it's like a full sealed pack of six. Yeah, maybe so. It's maybe a more so. expensive edition more ex- anyway. Right. So so maybe that's the case. Yep. Who knows. All right, this week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace. Enter the offer code INC at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you're looking to create an online store. Maybe you want a store like Knock, or you want a store like the Relay FM store. Guess what? They're on Squarespace. Maybe you <laughs> want to create a portfolio for your artwork. Or maybe you're looking to create a blog like The Pen Addict. You've heard of that blog, right? Guess where it is? I hate that guy. Yeah, uh, Me too, but I love his blog and it's on Squarespace. And that's why Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do whatever you want to do. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of this because Squarespace have got it covered for you. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need anything. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name for your idea. And all of the award-winning templates that they have are beautifully designed. That's why they won those awards. And they're all there for you to show off your great ideas. And they look good on all sizes of device. Whether you're coming from a desktop or a tablet or a phone, your site is going to look fantastic to whoever goes to visit it. Squarespace plans start at just 12 dollars a month but you can start a trial today with no credit card needed by going to squarespace.com then when you decide to sign up use the offer code inc inc at checkout you'll get 10 percent of your first purchase and show your support for the pan addict we like to thank squarespace for their support of this show squarespace make your next move make your next website so last week we talked about cold weather ink and pens mm-hmm. and i gave some diatribe nonsensical type of thing that was just kind of in my head. Okay, this kind of makes sense. and But I wasn't sure. Um, needless to say, that was a uh, call for help. And the Panatic community delivered <laughs> in such a way that it's mind-blowing. So our good friend uh, Dave Ray in the Panatic Slack room drew this diagram. <laughs> and there's math and there's science <laughs> And there's all kinds of awesomeness. Um, did you get a chance to uh, even view this, Mike? No, I'm looking at it now. I just assumed <laughs> that you copy and pasted a bunch of stuff he said. I had no idea there was all of this. Yeah, there's images, so, there's little scribbles of pens and H2O density and uh, oh, calculations and formulas that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Something's got a line through it. Oh, it's all very confusing. <laughs> yeah, and the, the end result is... It's a thing. The expansion and pressuring, pressurizing of the ink from the temperature changes will push the ink out of the nib. So let me uh, let me read a little bit of what uh, Dave's conclusion was, and this is all based around math and science that we'll have a link to in the show notes. So he says the bottom line is you have a fixed volume at pretty much a fixed pressure. You go from controlled room temperature to freezing temperature outdoors, and the existing air and ink both contract. This draws more air into the pen. Then you warm everything back up. The total volume, including the air you've drawn in, will be higher than the original volume. If the pen is nib up, the extra air drawn in will just flow back out. If it's nib down, then the expanding contents push ink out into the nib and feed. Depending on the feed's ink capacity and saturation level, some or all of this ink might end up inside of the cap of the pen, or if you're writing with it at the time, burping out onto the page. So in some ways, this is actually worse than the airplane scenario, though the volume change, unless you're in Siberia and it's negative 40 outside, in which case you have freezing problems instead of burping problems, is a bit smaller. In the airplane, you have a single ascent during event during which P, which is something mathy, goes to about 80%, and V and T stay constant. When you descend, the pen is drawing air back in. So, yeah, there's a... Uh, there's math, there's science, there's awesomeness, and it's way above my comprehension level. So I'm glad we have friends that are able to put this uh, into two black and white terms. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, and there, there's Dave in the chat room as I'm butchering his whole explanation. So He's just laughing right at you. 
I know, right? We should have him on uh, sometime just to uh, just to math and science us to death. So basically, if you would, don't uh, understand what Brad just said, I didn't yeah. understand it. Take a look yeah. at the uh, the image to help you try and understand it. I still don't understand. Uh, but I guess what I've maybe taken from this is that you should be really careful. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna put this in Brad terms. Cold, bad. Okay. All right, and then switch back to heat, bad after cold. So it's the change. Make it's the changes, boom. right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm, okay. So there's changes. There's changes. So thank you, Dave. There was a huge long conversation in the Slack channel uh, about this. It was fascinating. I kept reading it over and over, trying to get a better grasp on it. But I, I, I get the general, the general uh, uh, points here that uh, it's a real thing, and the um, the temperature changes is going to cause some cause some issues for you. So that is why we see pen pens leak and ink bottles explode when it's cold. All right, let's talk about fascinating for a moment, shall we? Mm, mm. I thought we were going to talk about exploding because that's kind of what my head did. Mm, okay. Now, I'll tell you what just happened. So there is a link in the show notes to a pen on appleboom.com, and it's called the Mont Blanc Bonheur Fountain Pen. Yeah. Let's and be clear. This is nothing to do with Apple Boom at all. Apple Baum. Apple Baum. Um, this is just, this is just where I have the Yeah, this is just where I have the link to the pen. So mm-hmm. nothing to do with them whatsoever. Go ahead. So I open this page and I'm blown away by the pen that I see. Mm-hmm. I think it is gorgeous. It is a Mont Blanc. It is what is the name called? The Volpen? No, the uh the Bonheur. Oh yeah, there it is. I'm looking at the that's the product code. I was looking yeah. in the wrong place. It's the Bonheur, the Bonheur fountain pen. And it is uh this pen which has a shape that I've never seen before. You know, this it's kind of like it, it contours in the nib and then the end kind of and the pen itself the it kind of uh, curves off into a black tip. It's white. It's I don't. I assume it's made of an acrylic or something. I assume mm. it's, it's some acrylic. Mm. Oh, precious resin. I'm sure. A precious resin, of course, of course, mm. not acrylic. Mm. No way. Uh, mm. The nib has some shooting stars on it. I'm like, wow. No wonder Brad has put this pen in because it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Then I think to myself, let me just have a quick scan of this to see what this pen is all about. The Mont Blanc Burner Fountain Pen, a talismanic writing instrument for women. Why'd you do this? Why? Why, Why are you doing I, this? I'm glad you. I didn't put anything in the show notes and you saw the link. Because I reacted the exact same way that you did. I was like, wow, look at this pen. This is really cool. It's a unique design from Mont Blanc. It's got this cool barrel shape. It's got this great design. The nib is fantastic. And it's essentially big for her. Like, why have why you got to do this? Uh, like, like it's I don't so care, frustrating. right? Like, I'm not. We're, you know, just to make this abundantly <clears throat> clear, we're not reading this and saying like, "Oh, we don't want this woman's pen," right? Like, that's right. not we're saying. What we're saying here, what we're saying is that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous to think that women need specific pens made for them. I guess right. for their dainty hands. Like, I don't know what the, this they're trying to achieve here. It's yeah. so stupid. Just make yeah. a pen that looks like this, and it will appeal to people that like the way that things look. Like, there right. are many women, I'm sure, that love something like a Karas Customs bolt. Right. Right, which traditionally you would maybe say this is the man's man's pen because it's like it weighs 16 stone and it has a bolt <laughs> action. But no, like it's just people like what they like. You don't have right. to box these things in. It's just so ridiculous. Just, I'm, I'm going to read the full description. Um, I didn't get description. any further, so please carry on. Well, because once you say talismanic writing instrument for women, I mean, that's my, when my, my head My eyebrows raised at talismanic, right? right. I was like, oh. So, so then it, it continues, the Mont Blanc Bonheur is an expression of elegance and freedom. It accompanies women in daily life with a touch of glamour. Bonheur is the French word for a durable state of satisfaction and happiness. Oh, this makes me so frustrated. Let I, me just what, rewrite like, this for you real quick, Mont Blanc, right? Okay, let's okay. go for this. Let's go for go this. Go ahead. The Mont Blanc Bonheur fountain pen is a talismanic writing instrument. The Mont Blanc Bonheur is an expression of elegance and freedom. It accompanies people in daily life with a touch of glamour. Bonheur is the French word for a durable state of satisfaction and happiness. That Thank was fine. You. All I did was just make it for everyone. Like, to, to, the idea of, like... Thinking that women need pens that have glamour in them because otherwise they can't use them 
it's it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah. So Ugh. you you found my frustration very quickly. Um, it's like I actually, love this pen. I think this I love is this pen. A great looking pen at a like, for Mont Blanc, not a terrible price. Yeah, and if it didn't have a metal section, like I would like if it had a black section to go in there, I I would be like anxious to try out this pen for myself. Like, see, but I never huge... would now because I think it's so ridiculous what they've done here. Like, right, it's right. this idea. It's exactly the Bic for her thing, right? Like, it's creating a line of Bic that are in different colors because obviously they're the only colors that women can use. Right. Eglana said, "Does it have a shiny diamond in it?" I'm really surprised it doesn't have like a cubic zirconia wedged into the something right. somewhere. Right. So <sighs> it's frustrating. Um, I, you know, Mont Blanc just has that old school mentality, and they just vomit this stuff out like this, um, which is it just too bad. it just boggles my mind that like in today, like in the modern day, there isn't just someone who's saying to them, ah, "Really." <laughs> really, are we going to do this? Even yep. the distributors, right? Right. Oh, right, right. But I mean, well, they'll they'll just pull them. Like, oh, well, you're no longer our distributor. Yeah, I know that. Like, you know, someone like Apple Boom, whatever their feeling on this is, whether they like it or not, they, their hands are tied because they have to carry yes. Mont Blanc. And if Mont Blanc tell them to do this, then they've got to do it. They've got to do whatever they're told. Right. But it's it it's 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 just such a good looking pen. Like, this mm-hmm. continues Mont Blanc's current trend right now of creating weird-looking, interesting things. But then they have destroyed it by <laughs> by thinking that it needs to be boxed in to appeal to a gender. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like it doesn't. You can make a pen. Like, if you want to design a pen that you think is going to appeal to the female market because, for whatever reason, you think you can make something that will appear to women just for whatever reason, make it. But you don't need to label it. Right. Like, if you think that this appeals to women, saying it's for women isn't what makes that the case. Right. Right? It's like if you get this really ugly pen and then you're like, this is a woman's pen. Women are like, I'm going to buy this because it's the only pen I'm able to use. Right. Because it's for women. Right. So <sighs> companies stop doing this. It's just stop ridiculous. it. ridiculous. Just stop it. Say everything you want to say. But just stop saying, like, this is a pen for women, this is a pen for men. You know, like, the yeah. way, like, use glamour and elegance in, in there. I like mm-hmm. glamour and elegance in my life, you know? I have I'm pink big, ink in this pen right here. Yeah. I'm a big fan of glamour and elegance. Well, that's what we're all about. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, all right. Let's make me more glamorous and elegant, Mike. Hit me. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Harry's. For decades, big razor companies have relentlessly increased their profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy started Harry's to fix this. They knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory in Germany. And then by selling directly online, Harry's are able to offer the blades at half the price of the big brands that you're used to. Harry's have new, amazing five-blade razors that include everything you need for a close comfortable shave these five precision engineered blades have a lubricating strip on them and a trimmer blade this comes with their weighted ergonomic handle a travel blade cover and they also have all the extras you need as well like amazing shave gel or cream harry's believes so much in the quality of their razors that they guarantee their quality and they'll give you a full refund if you're not happy so brad are harry's continuing to make you the most elegant and smooth man that you can possibly be yeah, absolutely. But I actually have a different Harry story this time. Oh, you do. And All this right. is this is an in-store shopping story mm-hmm. um, that made me think, wow, I'm so glad I use Harry's right now. So my daughter and I were grocery shopping yesterday uh, or Monday. I take that back. Monday, Monday night. Um, we were at the grocery store and we're going down all the aisles, you know, big full grocery list and everything. And I never go, I rarely go down like the, I guess we'd call it the shampoo aisle or the you know soaps and shave stuff and and all that stuff because i just don't need that much from there i i use harry's and you know and have all that so my kids needed new toothbrushes so right next to the toothbrushes are all the razor stuffs where it's all locked up you know yeah. all that um security and extra stuff there mm-hmm. and you know i just look at it and giggle and we're looking at toothbrushes and then my daughter looks up and goes, oh, daddy, look, we're on TV. And I was like, the, 
it's because the camera was watching the stupid Ugh. razor stuff next to us. <laughs> and oh I just God. started, I just started dying laughing. I was like, I'm so glad I'm a Harry's customer. So I don't have to be on the security camera for the razor aisle. I, I just thought it, I hadn't noticed that before because I never go down that aisle. I just thought it was hilarious. So, oh, daddy, look, we're on TV. And I just thought it was hilarious. Go to harrys.com right now and use the code PENADDICT to check out to claim your free trial set. And because you're a listener of this show, you'll also get a bonus post-shave balm added to your order for free. Harry's believes so much in the quality of their products that they want you to try them out for free. All you need to do is pay the shipping. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com, code PENADDICT, to get your free trial set and free post-shave balm. Thank you to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we got um, notification, or I saw a tweet yesterday, I guess, from our friends at Baron Fig. Uh-huh. They dropped a new app in the App Store, which mm-hmm. um, I just downloaded. I found this late last night and just sent it over to you this morning, so we haven't had a ton of time to play around with it. But Baron Fig has a history of doing apps, you know, to go along with their um, analog products. They have digital products. They've done um, a writing prompt app in the past. Let me find that uh, name. Spark is just like an index card um, writing prompt app, you know, giving you different ideas, things like that, you know, um, to either write or be creative or whatever. Then yep. they did a note note taking app called Mosaic, which I found to be really, really nice, work really, really well, but you couldn't get your notes out of the system. Mm hmm. Um, and I don't believe it had sync. Whether that's changed in any future updates, um, I'm not sure because I, I don't use it anymore. But when I downloaded to test it, I was like, wow, this is fantastic, except I'm like completely fully pimped into just this. So that's their history with apps. And they came up with a new one called Codex, which was released yesterday. It's a notebook and document scanner library is what they're calling it. Um my first experience, Mike, went really, really well. It's so basically, it'll do what a lot of other apps do, or your camera does. It'll take a picture um, of your notebook and put it into their app. You know, it's more closer to something like ScanBot, which will detect your paper sizes, right? It'll, it'll, you know, put a rectangle around the exact paper dimension and capture it that way, and then it'll upload it and. You're able to tag it, which I love the tag feature. Um, and then you can, um, then you just have a library of your notes. It does sync. It's set up for iCloud sync. So it's an Apple only product for sync. Well, it's like I said, you can export um, your data afterwards. Mm-hmm. You can um, dump the PDF, get your data out of there. So you can get in and out and uh, the tagging I enjoyed. So the pricing model and this is like the stuff i want you to talk about more and and i want you to talk about this app more than me because you do you're involved more in this world than i am um it's a pricing model first 30 days is free then it's 99 cents a month to use or 9.99 for a year so that's what the setup is you can take all your notes with you digitally snap them as you go tag them sort them different things like that so what did you think about this app so my first experience was different Because Mm -hmm. I opened it on my iPad, Mm -hmm. and this is an iPhone-only application, which I think fundamentally is a bad idea. Uh I think this should be across iOS, because you could take the scans on your phone, and then you can look at your notes on a big screen on your iPad. Um, So currently, all they have is an iPhone app that can be used on the iPad, which is not a great experience, because, for example, you can't use it in landscape. So I think that's something that they need to fix quickly to have an gotcha. iPad app. I think it's very important, especially when uh, part of what you're paying for is sync. That's kind yes, of what you're the- paying for. And all you can do is sync it to other iPhones. Yeah, this would be super useful on your iPad. I didn't even yeah. consider that. There's Absolutely. kind of what you're paying for is, is basically syncing. Mm-hmm. And you can't sync it to anywhere right now. All it does is just syncs to the cloud. So you have a backup, gotcha. but that's backup, not syncing. Right, mm. the syncing needs to go somewhere, and currently it doesn't go anywhere. See, this um, is why I need you. I also don't like, and, and th- this is something that a bunch of apps I don't think are doing very well at the moment is the way that they talk about the subscription. Mm-hmm. So you have three options: you have, uh, I think it's nine ninety nine a year, ninety nine cents a month, or try it for free. Mm-hmm. But when you hit the try it for free button, what it does is put you on a thirty day trial, which will then put you on a plan. 
Yes. Now, I, I don't I, think that these things... A lot of developers are, tr- are struggling with this right now. And, and to, to Baron Fig's credit, it says cancel at any time at the bottom. But I right. think it needs to do... And like, this is the thing many people are falling short of right now. And I, I don't know really if this, this is something that Apple can help improve, probably. But I think people need to do a better job of explaining that this is a 30-day trial, which you will then be charged for. Now, there's an app yes. called Bear, which I really like. Well, that's just how it works. You don't choose... Mm. Right, it just says right. you're going to go on a 30 day trial. Once that's over, you'll pay this, mm-hmm. which I think makes more sense than try it free because you're trying it for free. Yeah, but if you don't cancel it, it will you'll end up paying. And the canceling these subscriptions, Apple sucks at this right now. Yeah, you have to go yeah. to the App Store. You have to go to your iCloud account in the App Store, and you can then cancel them. Like that, that whole part is a mess right now, which is a shame because more applications are going on this model. I think the business model is good. I agree with the business model for Barometer Fig. I love that they're giving a trial, but I think it could be made a little bit more clear what mm. that trial results in, which is paying. Right, which is not necessarily their fault. No, it's this is the mechanism. Right, that's the mechanism that it's used, but they can control the wording, mm-hmm. and that's what you're saying the difference is, the wording between like this and Bear. Because it says cancel at any time, which is great. And, and I think it's, it's really good that they put that on there, even though it's in a slightly grayed out font. But it's, mm. you know, whatever. You don't want that like fully up in sure. your face. But I don't think that when you read that, that also means cancel the free trial at any time. Right. You like did. I, right. You know, I think. I when think you it cancel it, your free trial stops. Yeah. Now, see, the thing is, the the. The iOS system pops up to tell you you're going on a 30-day mm. trial and then it's this. But I really do believe that a lot of people don't look at those prompts. Sure. And, and so I, I think it would be better for their customers if they made it clear before any buttons were pressed. Because yes. also, I downloaded this application not really knowing much about it. Mm. And it doesn't tell you anything before you try and sign up. Mm-hmm. So you download the app. It asks you to create an account and then asks you to pay. Like, I, I didn't even, you just told me, check out this app. I didn't even know what the app did. Like, I didn't right. look. I just downloaded it. So, a little bit more, I think, would be would be nice for the first run experience. Okay. Uh, I found that the auto detection works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I was, I was scanning a page that had a shadow on it. So, like, one moment it picked up the part without the shadow, then with the shadow, and I just moved it, moved the camera a little bit, and it got the whole thing, pressed the camera, done. And it was great, and it did all the straightening up and stuff. It looked great. That was very well done. Um, and using tags is a really great sorting mechanism. So you can use more than one tag for a note, which is great. So you can say something is like work right. and Relay FM, for example, if I wanted to do that, that's really good. But there's no way to give a scan a title, which seems really weird. Like you can't name yeah. a page. And tags mm. aren't a replacement for names. Tags are a replacement for notebooks. I think you still need to title things, and I can't find a way that you can, which mm. is a, a a very peculiar omission to me, mm. right? Like, a tag is not a title. Right. They're different things. Uh, and I would say that I think this app needs optical uh, character recognition, OCR. Well, that, um, yeah. I think for an application where you're paying a subscription, I don't think that sync storage and syncing is enough. Um, I think that they need to to find a way to build something like OCR in because that takes it from a good app to a brilliant app, right? Then it's right. an Evernote replacement that you've got in your hands. Um, right. I think that th- what they're asking for right now, um, I don't think it's a good enough solution. Like I mm-hmm. could take photos or could buy an application, you know, I could buy something like PDF Pen Scan Plus or ScanBot, which is just like a couple of dollars, like one time. Right then I could scan these things in and save them to Apple Notes. And Apple Notes does all the syncing across all of my devices. And I can tag them in the same way. You just give them the tags and you just search and it will come up. Um, I think that OCR would really elevate this product and make it something really worthwhile. I think Mm. what they've got on their hands is an excellent 1.0. But I Mm. think that there's a lot of work that's needed here to to make this um, a really compelling application in the world that they're going for because they are competing against something like Evernote here and right now this is not competition for Evernote Mm -hmm. there you go that's my feeling because Evernote you can tag everything you can title everything and it does all the OCR Um, they have a free plan right so you can actually truly try it out even though I have a lot of problems with Evernote um, 
they had a bunch of security stuff recently, which oh, is sure. super weird, right? That that, but uh, you know, I'm just taken into like what is the value for money here? And mm-hmm. uh, right now, I don't think Codex has got it. I like the design of it. So my feeling is the design is really good, the idea is really good, and the technology is great. Um, they've got a real good base of a product here, and they're selling something which is a good business model, like for the subscription, which they can couple along with their notebooks, right? Good, it's all good quality stuff. But right. to really make this a, like a, a real no-brainer for a lot of people, they need an iPad application. Um, they need to do more, I think, to explain the the business model to customers, um, and they need to find some way to try and put OCR into this product, which is not an easy task. Hmm. Uh, but my my feeling is the the auto detection is so good that they've done one of two things: they either have got some great engineers, or they've licensed something. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then they can make OCR work. Yep. There you go. That's my feeling on it all. Very cool. Uh, I, I have no uh, no arguments there. Uh, I did enjoy how how fast it was. It was fast and snappy, but to use it as a long term solution, I'd maybe need a little bit more to buy a subscription. So we'll mm-hmm. see. You know, I'll, I'll so I'll keep fidgeting around with it. Um, definitely my favorite app they've released so far. Everything they release is very refined and clean and nice. Um, I appreciate that in the apps so um i'm enjoying it so far and yeah I, it's i think it's something to keep an eye on and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes from there yeah, i would recommend people go and and download it and try the 30-day trial right but just be mm-hmm. aware of that if you want to keep it or not uh just to give it a go because i think that it is an application that is well built within today's world like it mm-hmm. is everything about it is smart like the tagging is a smart way of organizing right and and stuff like that because i was very surprised that they didn't have some kind of like tie into their products in here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like you saved everything in a notebook that looked like a confidant right right and then you opened it up and and (laughs) yeah so i think they did a really good job of keeping it a light touch which is not what I expected, just because they have a physical paper product, right? I expected right, right. a little bit more tie in there, but not that I thought that would be a good thing, right? I actually right. think that they've created a better system of like the tags and stuff like that, because what they're doing, which I think is great, is um, it is like understanding what their products really are. Um, and most people don't keep them or right. don't want to file them away or whatever. They understand that for many people, they're making a product which the people in the digital world can kind of get frustrated with because it's not searchable and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. that's why I think that the OCR th- OCR thing would really kind of just knock this out of the park. Like if they can find a way to do this, like if they can find a way to put OCR in this, I will recommend this over Evernote. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they're sitting on right here. Like, yeah. a, a legitimate Evernote competitor for, for many people. You know that 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 use Evernote in this way. Many people do, right? Like scanning their documents in. And the reason Evernote is used for this is because it's available everywhere, and it has OCR. So it makes it like a really compelling thing for people that save their notes in this way. Right. But I think there needs to be something else that does this because I don't like Evernote's business model. I like Baron Fig's business model, but I think it comes. It needs to come with some more work. Right. And thus concludes this week's episode of Connected. Thank you for joining us, Mike Hurley. <laughs> Where can people find you? <laughs> Our show notes for this week are at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 238. You can find me. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. And go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash user slash Mike Hurley. Um, or I think it's also youtube.com slash Mike Hurley. Who knows? But there's a link in our show notes. You can find <laughs> right. Brad online. He's at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. He is Pen Addict on Instagram. And you can find his work at penaddict.com. And it is at Pen Chalet, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and also at uh, knock.co. And I will say once more, thanks to our sponsors this week, Pen Chalet, Squarespace, and Harry's. They help make the episode possible. But most of all, as always, thank you for listening because literally there would be no episode if you weren't here. So I'm talking to you directly. Oh, and by the way, go bid on my uh, field notes. Just, (laughs) Just go do that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.